Thanks for tuning in to After Dark with Robin Andrew. It's available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel, along with streaming on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Please be sure to search for America Out Loud. We're on so many different platforms, over 20 at this point. So uh, if you're using it, there's a good chance America Out Loud has a presence on it. So be sure to search for America Out Loud. You can also find us over at americaoutloud.news, which has thousands of podcasts and articles updated daily. As they say, we always appreciate it when you share that on social media. Coming off a big victory for President Trump once again Tuesday night. Obviously, a double-digit victory for Trump. He is steamrolling through this Republican primary. Uh, Nikki Haley did a little better than expected, but when you break down her numbers, maybe not, because uh, President Trump got over 70% of the Republicans who actually voted in the New Hampshire primary. The Most of the people who voted for Nikki Haley, if you look at the things they were polled on, uh, they were the type of people that were concerned about January 6th and things like that. They weren't necessarily conservative or Republican voters that voted for Nikki Haley. In fact, a lot of them were Democrats that uh, admitted on MSDNC and CNN when interviewed that they voted for Joe Biden and they'll vote for Joe Biden again and uh 2024 so uh not a big takeaway from nikki haley getting like something like 40 percent, 43 percent of the vote in new hampshire uh she's got her work cut out for her. uh nevada she's facing a massive deficit such a big deficit she's not even campaigning or mentioning the state uh she's already in south carolina her home state campaigning where she's facing another big deficit, according to the polls. So things aren't looking good to Nikki Haley. And if she doesn't win any states going into Super Tuesday, and then she gets swept on Super Tuesday, um, I mean, she would have no path forward and have to drop out, you would think, at that point. So uh, this is something Nikki Haley's going to have to think about, I think, after the next two weeks. Uh, when she gets embarrassed if she loses her home state to President Trump. I mean, uh, that is embarrassing to lose a state that you were governor of. Uh, But South Carolina is a very conservative state, and they love President Trump. So uh, I see that going well for Trump and bad for Nikki Haley. Rob, how are you doing tonight? And uh, what is your main takeaway from uh, Tuesday's results? Well, I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in tonight. We are another episode of After Dark with Robin Andrew, and it will be another great episode, as are all the shows that we have on the network. What are my thoughts? Trump is the leader of the Democrat Party. Trump triumphantly won again. Republican Party. Oh, I said the Democrat Party. <laughs> what am I thinking? Am I drinking something? Uh, Trump is a leader. Well, he should be the leader of the Democrat Party because they're a bunch of losers anyway. But the Republican Party, he's the leader of the Republican Party. And Nikki Haley, she should just wrap it up and call it a night. I don't know why she is remaining in this race. 
and I, I was listening to a lot of pundits saying why she should stay in. And yeah, she can stay in all she wants to, but if she wants to be embarrassed when she goes to South Carolina, it's up to her. But at this point, we need to rally behind our candidate. And I find it interesting how so many Republicans are still bickering and still thinking. Well, I don't want to say they're thinking, Andrew. I think a lot of them are hoping that Trump is indicted. They're hoping that he's indicted. I think she's hoping this. And it has gotten nasty. I mean, I, I would have preferred Trump staying above the fray, not acknowledging her, just saying, I won. Let's go on to South Carolina. You know, let's get together. Nikki, you know, you got second place. Okay. But a lot of people are saying that he allowed that to get to him, that she came up with this victory speech. And I'm more than certain that her party handlers told her, if you want to get at him, get on stage and act as if though you want. Her speech, I mean, she comes off as so obnoxious and arrogant after getting beaten down, even with Chris Sununu's endorsement, to once again act like it was some kind of victory. Uh, it was just embarrassing. And uh, as I text C. Rob at the time, I thought her speech was very divisive and uh, it ticked me off. And obviously it ticked off President Trump because he had the gloves off uh, during his speech, that's for sure. And uh, Vivek got in some good shots as well. Uh, man, that was a really good crew up there. Uh, Donald Trump, Tim Scott and Vivek. Uh, I think maybe Donald Trump with uh, Tim Scott, his VP would be a good combo and a good sign of things to come. Uh, Tim Scott has always been uh, America first. I mean, I, he hasn't always um, voted the way that I prefer, but nobody's perfect. So, uh, yeah, I think he'd make a good vice president, much better than Mike Pence. Much better than Mike Pence, but I just don't see Tim Scott as being presidential material. When the Jan 6 thing happened, he was nowhere to be found. But like you said, people make mistakes. They rehabilitated. Trump will forgive you. He will welcome you back into the fold. And that's something that, again, that's one of his strengths that the media on either side, they don't play up on, although we do. You can do whatever you want to do. Trump will still bring you back into the fold, though he will keep you at arm's distance. But he's willing to bring you back into the fold if you will comply, if you will do the things you need to do. I don't, I don't oops, Sorry ahead. to cut you off, but uh, after you finish up on Tim Scott, there's also the Dr. Ben Carson rumor. Would you prefer Tim no, Scott or Ben Carson? Neither. I, I don't think <laughs> I don't th I don't think they have the power to pull in votes right. because we've got to remember that whoever he picks, that person will more than likely be the candidate in 2028. Yeah, four years, that person will be the candidate. So we've got to keep that in mind because Trump can only serve one term. And I hope he doesn't try to serve more than one term, only one term, get everything you need to get done in that one term. He can do it if anyone can do it. Make certain you get the right cabinet members. And that's it. But I don't think I, I don't see Tim Scott. I don't see uh, Ben Carson. I don't see Brian Donaldson because he's also from Florida. If he were to pick him, they would have to give up those delegates that they won in Florida. And I doubt they want to do it. So it can't be Brian and it can't be uh, Ron DeSantis unless someone moves out of state. I think that he should go to my state, my home state of Arkansas, and pick Sarah Huckabee Sanders. No one is throwing her name out. But I think that she would be a viable choice. Now, uh, and, and you hear this thing about, I, I hear this, the guys on uh, Buck and the Clay Travis show constantly saying that they should put Nikki Haley 
And Clay Travis has been saying this for quite some time. He was never all in for Trump. He was always, I think he was always in for, uh, for Ron DeSantis. And he would say, was this what Ron DeSantis said to Trump? Hey, you know, but you didn't beat Joe Biden and you didn't this. And you remember, I would talk about this on the show and it would infuriate me. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Ron DeSantis, can't, he doesn't have what it takes. But Clay was so into Ron DeSantis. Now, he claimed that he wasn't. He claimed he was just throwing it out there. But I'm like, no, buddy, I think you're in. You want Ron DeSantis. But you and I, we saw through it. We knew Ron DeSantis was a great governor. But Ron DeSantis doesn't have what it takes when he's on the campaign trail. And people have said that he has a very nasty uh, demeanor. Now, he bested Gavin Newsom during that debate. But other than that, I mean, even when he was with Nikki Haley, he started to do well, but he always comes off as being kind of timid. And when he gave his speech, his concession speech that he was going to suspend his campaign, Andrew, I even text you and I told you, he looked like he was about to cry. And maybe, I, I, and maybe he was, but I, I think the thing with Ron is that his emotions show on his face. You can tell what he's thinking and how he's feeling because of his face. And if you can't hide your emotions, and I've, I've worked on that. I try to do that all the time. You have to have a poker face, and it's not easy because sometimes people can see straight through it, and I think people can see through him, and that's how they're able to best him and take advantage of him when they're debating him. So it can't be him, but it can never be Nikki Haley, although some people are saying, well, she will bring in the female votes and the votes that Trump needs, but there are other females that could do it. Nikki isn't the only one, and if she wanted that position, the way she's behaving now, Given the Democrats' ammunition saying, oh, well, Trump, his mental capacity, because he confused me with Nancy Pelosi. It was an honest mistake. I've come on here. I think the other night I was referring to black female politicians, and I said Cory Booker as opposed to Cory Bush. It's an honest mistake. People do it. When you're talking so much, it happens, Andrew. Yeah, I would bet anyone $1,000 right now that President Trump is not going to pick Nikki Haley as his vice president. Uh, there is no chance that will happen. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. came out and said that that is not going to happen. If President Trump even brought it up, he would beg him and implore him not to choose her. Uh, we are never Nikki in the America first side of this party. And that would be a huge setback and a sign of maybe who Trump would pick in his cabinet from that point forward. I think a lot of us want to see President Trump pick people closer to him. You remember when he became president in 2016, he tried reaching out. He had like interviews with like Mitt Romney and brought brought in establishment people like Rex Tillerson and others. Uh, I don't want to see that this time. I want to Not see to his. Ca- I want to see his cabinet filled with America First people that he can count on, and that's what I like about you saying Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She definitely proved herself uh, as press secretary and then winning the election to become governor of Arkansas. Uh, I think she'd be a fantastic vice president. Right. I don't. I, I want to see America First candidates also, and I think you know to Trump's credit, when he got into office, he didn't know a lot of the players, so people were suggesting people that he should pick the same way Chris Christie recommended that knucklehead to hit the FBI. And we see that he has been a disaster. So I think he was relying on the advice of other people. But now that he's seasoned, I hope he sees like these are the people that I could trust. If I get there for four years, I know that these people will help me get my agenda across. And in doing so, I don't want him to go and pick people who are already in key positions like representatives or senators 
to be in his administration if we're going to suffer on the Senate and representative end. Because if you pick them, then that's going to diminish our numbers in the House and the Senate. But as for Nikki Haley, I don't even want her in the cabinet. And Andrew, as I said before, I give you the credit because you always saw through her when I was trying to make it seem as if though she was a good person, you would always say, oh, there's something about her that I don't like. And now Not there's always. a book. Not always. I liked, but I liked but her years before, ago. But you saw it before I did. You came around before I did. And I guess I was late to come. I was late to the party. But there's a book by uh, uh, Mike Pompeo. And he there's a couple of chapters in it where she's mentioned. And apparently she was not a team player, as we thought her to be. That she was governor of South Carolina, but then she left that after uh, a, a short spiel because Trump picked her up to be in his uh, administration as a ambassador of the UN, which according to Mike Pompeo, she reported to him when you're in that position and that that wasn't like the position that she made it out to be. And maybe that's the reason why she said that she wanted to run things her way. But according to him and his book, she was always going to the White House looking for a larger role and that she even played up or talked about being Trump's vice president. I don't think she's a good person. I don't trust her now. I think that she comes across or she tries to come across as this person who's serious. And Mark Pompeo even said that, you know, maybe she was planning her career all along because once she left the governorship, she was on the board of some high-end company. Then she went to be ambassador. She served there for two years and then she got on another board and that's when she started making money. She wasn't successful in the private sector. And I guess she felt that, hey, this is how I can make money. So I question her. I, I question her judgment. I question what she's trying to do. I don't think she has America first. I think it's all about Nikki. And the people who are saying that I heard someone on the radio say, well, you know, we would pick her because she's a woman. And as I text to you, if you're looking at her and you're going to vote for her because she's a woman, that's the same way you're looking at you looked at Barack Obama, that I'm just going to vote for him because he's a black man, regardless as to the qualifications. And if you do that, you're going to DEI. And we see where DEI gets you. For companies, you go broke. For other people who choose this, the persons that you're choosing are not successful. They're horrible. There's name one good DEI candidate who has been successful. Kamala Harris certainly hasn't been. Eric Adams certainly hasn't been. Bree London, the mayor of San Francisco, certainly hasn't been. <laughs> Latoya uh, Cantrell, the mayor of New Orleans, certainly hasn't been. Is the it black too... females that we have in Congress certainly haven't been. So who too... has been? Go ahead. Is it too soon to say Amy Coney Barrett hasn't been? I mean, she was probably hired because she was a female. <laughs> well, Amy Coney Barrett, I mean, the, the verdict is still out on her, but we can say Katanji Brown Jackson. We can name her. And she's black and she doesn't know what a wom who a woman is. So these mm -hmm. DEI candidates, they just don't do well and and now that you brought up amy i mean uh amy coney barrett i want to yeah. just briefly touch that you know she had the opinion siding with justice roberts on this whole thing in texas now they haven't written an opinion they just stated and said that they can take down the fence you guys know they put up a fence in texas to keep people from crossing uh, coming across and she came in and sided with the chief justice and said no you got to take it down so you can look at this in one of two ways. Okay. And again, there isn't a written decision. So this will be revisited again. 
some people are saying that that she and uh, Roberts did this because they don't want to give they don't want to make it seem as if though they're constantly siding with conservatives and not with Democrats. So they're trying to give them a leg up. Now, I would disagree with that because it shouldn't be we're giving them some, we're giving that other person some. It should just be apply the law. And according to the law, what's happening at our southern border, people coming across is illegal, plain and simple. So if anyone is thinking, well, you know, they're doing this because, you know, they're going to probably rule later on in favor of the conservatives with this whole Trump deal. Nope, shouldn't be that way. You just have to apply the law. You're a constitutionalist and you apply the law the way it should be. So that's one viewpoint. Another viewpoint that they're looking at this and they're saying that she is interpreting the law to say that if you feel that the border is being breached, who's supposed to protect the border? The president of the United States. So your air shouldn't be at, the air shouldn't be at them putting up the fence. You should go after the president of the United States. And how do you go after him? You go after him by impeaching him for dereliction of duty. And it is a dereliction of duty on Biden's part. Or you go to him at the polls. I would say that we should go with him. We can impeach him, but do we really want an impeachment now? Or do we want to wait and get him kicked out by the vote? So those are the two ways of looking at it. But again, as we started the show saying, Trump won this election, this, this primary. Haley did not win. She needs to concede. She needs to put on her big girl dress and just say, hey, I didn't win. But she's listening to the party elites. She's listening to the big money bags that are saying, stay in, stay in, stay in. The same thing happened to Ron DeSantis. And he didn't win. And we called that from day one. I knew that he wasn't going to win. He didn't have what it takes. He doesn't have what it takes. Neither does she. But she's going to try to drag this out for as long as she can, hoping or some of the party bigwigs are probably saying, well, Trump will be indicted and then you will be able to stand up. But even if she were to suspend her campaign, Andrew, and if mm-hmm. Trump is indicted or he can't run, they could just say, okay, I suspended it. Now I'm going to reactivate it and I'm back in the race. Has she ever thought about that? Yeah. If President Trump weren't running again, man, DeSantis and Nikki Haley, that would have been a very competitive race right now. Uh, I think DeSantis would be drawing a lot of the more of the Trump voters than uh, Nikki Haley is. But then again, maybe someone like Vivek would be polling much better if Trump weren't running because uh, he might have been the most America first candidate running besides Donald Trump as far as um, his rhetoric. I know Ron DeSantis has a lot of great policies in Florida. I don't mean to uh, discourage him or act like he doesn't have America first policies. Nonetheless, it's interesting to think about. You guys are tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew after the short break. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. 
It's the way healthcare should be. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Lean, pure, with premium ingredients. Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop, and it's the perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion, and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. We are back here on After Dark with Rob and Andrew. Let's continue our discussion off of Tuesday night's primary in New Hampshire. Certainly a lot going on. Um, Like Rob said, this primary has gotten very nasty with Nikki Haley and President Trump. Uh, both certainly complicit in taking shots at each other. And of course, the media just likes to point at Trump. So that's why Trump needs to be cognizant, uh, perhaps, of his demeanor even more so, because we know she's going to be graded on a curve where uh, they're going to treat her with kid gloves on. And any little thing President Trump does uh, is going to be magnified. We saw that when he made the snafu saying, Uh, Nikki Haley instead of Nancy Pelosi. Uh, But uh, President Trump has got such a strong lead. I don't think we're going to see him debate Nikki Haley. And personally, I don't think he should. I know she's pushing for it. Uh, I think he would beat her in a debate. I haven't been impressed with her uh, performances on stage so far. But why why even do it? There's no sense in it. He's got such a lead. I mean, he could literally pull off a clean sweep here. So um, I just don't see the incentive for President Trump. Uh, when it gets to the general election, I would like to see him uh, debate Joe Biden. But we know Joe Biden refused to debate him last time after he got roughed up the first couple of debates. So uh, I don't think they're going to debate again either. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts on uh, Trump debating in this election cycle? You think it's going to happen? Well, no, he shouldn't debate Nikki Haley. There is no reason to do it. I know that she wants to debate. I was listening to Bill O'Reilly. He was saying that Trump should debate her. He says that because Trump has all the facts on his side and that it would show that he's willing to go out and debate her. He would be able to show the difference between he and Nikki Haley. I don't think any good would come of that. Trump might be able to best her, but Trump would he would be so angry and mad that he ha- he's having to do it and that she just won't concede that it would probably be him attacking her. And of course, that would turn women off. So I don't know if Bill O'Reilly knows what he's talking about when he says that. I wonder if this is a ploy to drive Trump out so that Trump would do it, and then she would win by default. Nope. Is he, he should take the higher road. Like, as I said, when he won on Tuesday night, 
I would have preferred him taking the high road and just ignoring her completely and just coming out and saying, okay, I won this. Uh, Nikki, you did well, but now it's time to pivot and let's go to the general. And that's what I think he should do. I don't think that we need to have any more debates. Now, in doing that, of course, when Trump does solidify the nomination, Joe Biden is going to want to refuse to debate him. And he's going to use that as a crutch to say, well, you didn't debate her, so why should I debate you? And why should I, be, why should I even give you credence because you are a, uh, you've been uh, indicted? Now, the media, of course, they're saying he should debate Nikki. He should debate Nikki. They don't care. The same way they're saying that Nikki, she, she did well and she should stay in. They're saying that because they're afraid. They know that if Trump gets it, he's going to give them a run for their money. So I know a lot of people are saying that the Democrats, they want to go against Joe Biden. Don't, don't fool yourself. They, may, well, they want to go against Trump. Don't fool yourself. They want to go against Trump. No, they don't. So don't believe them when they're saying that. And you have people on the right saying that they don't want to go against Trump because if they did, they would be telling Nikki she should get out. They are terrified. They are terrified. If Nikki were to go against Joe Biden, maybe she would win. But that's a big maybe. Because what they would say is, yeah, but everything that he's for, you're for. And they would trip her up on abortion. They would trip her up on gay rights. They would trip her up on so many things. Whereas with Trump, you know what you're going to get with Trump. He's going to say it like he means it. He's just going to put it out there. So why would he want to, if he didn't debate her during the primaries, why would he debate her now? There is no need to debate her. He should stay above the fray. He shouldn't even acknowledge her at this point. Just go ahead, pivot, and start talking about the race between he and Joe Biden. And Andrew, apparently the Democrats think that it is going to be between Trump and Joe Biden because they came out on Twitter and made comments about it. They haven't even acknowledged Haley. So neither should Trump. There is no reason. She wants it. She wants it so that she can legitimize herself. She wants it so that she can have, she can get some type of uh, create a video or some campaign ad with something that Trump said. And she will say, see that? I got you. She's not playing fair. She should, if, if she were sincere about this, she should model her campaign the right by Beck model his campaign and just say, no, Trump had a lot of good ideas. I like Trump, but it's time for a younger generation. It's time for a new generation, and that's it. But she's not. She's hitting him below the belt the same way the Democrats are. She's talking about his cognitive ability. He's going to bring chaos. No, the Democrats have brought chaos. And if you want chaos, you look at the border. Who created the chaos at the border? Joe Biden. But see, the media on the left, they won't bring that up. They'll allow her to go with her talking points. They'll make it seem as if, though, oh, poor Nikki. And you saw how after he won, how they're saying, oh, but she came in second place. When does second place count? A participation award. She lost. Yeah. Okay. What Trump's not getting a lot of credit for in these races, when people are saying, oh, that means uh, – Iowa is fifty percent of Republicans voted for other candidates, or in um, New Hampshire, it was forty-five percent of 
uh, voters voted for other candidates, but he's going against candidates so far that have been endorsed by the state governors, and he's beating them and beating them by a big margin. Uh, President Trump is more popular in these states than the Republican governors. I haven't heard any of the mainstream media outlets bring that up, um, how impressive that is. And they're not going to bring it up the same way they won't bring up the fact that Nikki Haley actively courted and asked independents and Democrats to change their party affiliation to vote for her. Now, some are saying, oh, no, she didn't do it. And they had to have done that by October. They did it in October and for Iowa. And then in New Hampshire, regardless as to whether or not you change your party affiliation, you are still allowed to vote the day of and just say, oh, I'm an independent. I'm still going to vote in the Republican primary. And that's thanks to Governor Sununu. Now, I personally feel that you should just be able to vote regardless as to your party affiliation. If you want to vote, if you want to have democracy, just vote. Doesn't matter. But because they have that, and she campaigned for that, these people voted for her because they didn't like Trump. And some were actively coming out on TV saying, oh, we're not going to vote for her if she wins. We're going to vote for Joe Biden. No, I don't know who would vote for Joe Biden. Why would you vote? I don't care how mean Trump is. If you look at his policies, you can say his policies are good for us. So why would you vote for a feeble old man who will definitely get us in a war and have your sons and daughters going overseas to fight unprepared? They will get killed. They will die because our military is not prepared. So if you want that for your loved ones, if you want that for your sons, your daughters, because they're going to send them all to war now because everything is equal, your nephews and nieces, grandchildren, if you want that, continue to support Joe Biden because that's what's going to happen. They will be carted off to war, ill-prepared, not having the ammunition, not having the training, but they will know about diversity and equity. They will know about trans rights, but that's it. And how far is that going to get you when someone is putting a, a gun to your brain, getting ready to blow your brains out? That's not going to help you at all. And any Republicans saying that they're not going to vote for Trump, that maybe they'll vote for RFK, um, that's voting against your kids and your grandkids and the future generations of America. I mean, uh, we are bleeding right now with Joe Biden. Imagine another four years of an open southern border. Um, it's hard to even imagine. Well, see, that's what I don't understand, Andrew. These people who just, we just don't like him and anybody but Trump. But you're saying you're okay with Joe Biden, what he has done? Just imagine four more years of his policies will destroy this country. It will bankrupt this country financially, economically, and morally. And do you think that Kamala Harris is going to be able to turn this around? No. I mean, and this is what I'm just don't understand. What are, what are, why aren't people thinking and being reasonable? Because the media is telling them something different. I mean, you see them all on PMS, NBC, how they're just like fawning over Nikki Haley as if though they like her. They don't like her. They don't. Do you think they would vote for her? Absolutely not. That's the reason why they want her to run against Joe Biden. You guys have got to see through this because they know that if we get her, more than likely, the Republicans, a lot of Republicans won't vote. And some of you probably won't vote. No, I don't like her. I don't want her to be at the head of the party. But if she gets it, I'm going to vote for her because did it would be better than Joe Biden. Did you see where she went full Democrat, where she was acting like she was a victim of racism throughout her childhood? 
I uh, saw be- that because she's an Indian. I mean, come on, quit trying uh, well, to pander to any group uh, that'll vote for you, uh, that you think will vote for you. I mean, these Democrats, they're not going to vote for her. I don't know why she thinks they would. Well, she knows that they're not, but she's trying to trick people into putting her over the party. I saw that, Andrew. And what she's appealing to, again, she's appealing to black women by saying she's a brown woman and I'm brown. That's who she's appealing to. She's making them think, well, my story is your story. I suffered just like you. No, she did not. Don't be deceived. Do not be deceived. I don't want her to lead the party. I prefer Trump. But even if Trump were to pick her as vice president, Andrew, we both said we will still vote. We will still vote for him because we know the danger on the other side. And that's Joe Biden, who came out (laughs) the other night and was talking about winning and couldn't even put two words together saying that. And let's show Trump that as if though he's like Bugs Bunny. And I'm like, what did he say? I'm like, are you guys serious? It's, it's unbelievable. But these are the people that are telling us to vote for this man. But we, we cannot do it. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, I just, I look at this, I'm like, why aren't people thinking? Why don't they see what's actually happening here? What have they lost? I mean, why are they so against voting for common sense? So, no, he should not. He shouldn't. He shouldn't debate her. And like I said, I know that the Democrats are going to use that to keep Biden from debating Trump. I know they're going to use that. They're going to say, oh, well, no, don't don't do it because he didn't do it. Well, Joe's not going to do it because Joe knows that he can't do it. He's not smart enough. Trump would walk all over him. He would trounce him. So he's not going to. So when I when I see these these the articles that are written and the comparison, I'm like, there is no comparison. What Trump should do is focus on Joe Biden's inability to put together a sentence. And his surrogate should be doing that also. Yes. His surrogate Trump, should be out just attacking Joe. Trump's presidency, it was like the three years before COVID and then the year of COVID where the whole world turned upside down, right? He needs to really focus in on what he was getting accomplished those first three years. I mean, the economy was booming. Um, interest rates were down. Uh, stock market was booming. Um, you look at the Middle East. Uh, it was signing these peace deals, Abraham Accords, so many things. Saudi Arabia was about to enter. It was going to be a huge deal. Uh, then COVID happened, shook everything up. And now you look at what's happened since President Trump has lo- uh, left office. Uh, the disaster in Afghanistan, the war in Israel. Um, of course, Europe isn't much better with what's going on with Ukraine and Russia. Uh, that never would have happened if President Trump were in office. <laughs> Uh, he just really needs to hammer on these policies and talk again about how he's going to continue to go after China. People like hearing that. And you see, Rob, that when President Trump, every time he wins one of these primary elections, the Chinese stock market crashes because they know uh, if Trump gets back in office, it's going to be America first and the tariffs and uh, the days of America getting ripped off are coming to an end. America first, and that's what we need. If we need America first, we need America first candidates. Nothing else matters. 
So we need to focus on that. And his surrogates, as I was saying, Trump needs more surrogates outside attacking Joe, attacking Joe on his policy, attacking Joe on his cognitive, his lack of cognitive ability. I mean, there's so much to attack him on. Let Trump focus on these are the things I'm going to do. We need the surrogates to get out there and start attacking him. Stop being quiet. Talk about the divisiveness. Talk about the DEI, how he's legalizing discrimination. We, they've, they've got to play a different game than what they did in 2020. We need all hands on deck, and we need them out full force attacking this administration, attacking Kamala Harris. And you see how they were saying that uh, Gavin Newsom, we talked about this before, was going to replace her as the vice president. But see, the Democrats can't do it because if they do it, they know that their base of black women are going to revolt. See, look, I mean, there's so much to attack him on. But the only thing they want to focus on, Jan 6, Jan 6, yeah, they're going to talk about Jan 6, but you guys pivot from that. And if we can get Trump to pivot from that, yes, they're after us. Yes, they're going after you to come to get after us. But we want him, if I were, if I were the campaign manager, like, and I think you had texted me about this, you need to bring back Kellyanne Conway, and yes. Trump needs to listen. He's got to start listening now. We're at a very critical stage. I know he thinks he has all the answers, and he's very good at reading an audience. He's very good at reading the electorate. He's very good at it. Okay, but he needs a little help now. Is there any chance that screw up with Nikki Haley and Nancy Pelosi was a teleprompter? No, I, no e even if it wasn't. Because okay. that's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe he was so off the cuff in his New Hampshire speech. Maybe he was following his teleprompter, and that's where it got him. So he's saying, okay, I'm just going to wing it now. Look, look at, Think of it this way. Remember the first block we came on, and I said that Trump is the leader of the Democrat Party, and you said Republican. And I'm like, wow, what was I thinking? <laughs> it was an innocent mistake. You're talking nonstop. Right. You might say something. So I think the same thing with him. But for the media to harp on that, when we have Joe Biden, who went to uh, some stomping ground speech, and he was asking for a representative in the state. And he said, where is she? I just took a picture with her. And they said, no, you didn't. He said, yes, I did. They said, she's in D.C. Oh, I forgot. And then, remember, he made a comment about another representative who had just gotten killed. And he said, where is she? And they were like, Mr. President, she just got killed in a car accident. So these aren't slip-ups. These are major snafus because he doesn't remember it. He's thinking that these people are alive. Right. So and Trump can make an innocent mistake, but Joe Biden can't. And he allegedly crapped his pants in front of the queen. Yeah, yeah. And they talked about that. <laughs> Although they say it didn't happen. It, it did happen. I mean, come on, folks. That did happen. I mean, it's like, come on. I mean, they go, oh, no, 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 it happened. It did happen. Come on. Come on now. Yeah. But I mean, so this, this stuff that they're putting out there is just unbelievable, Andrew. Yeah, it really is. If you're looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, certainly Joe Biden needs Healthy Cell, the leading innovator of nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell vitamins work at cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Observe a healthier lifestyle with Healthy Cell's pill-free vitamins. You can go to HealthyCell.com or AmericaOutloud.shop. Check out the great products, and when you buy Healthy Cell, use the promo code OUTLOUD to save. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew.
note, George Washington once encouraged us to animate and encourage each other and show the whole world that a free man contending for liberty on his own ground is superior to any slavish mercenary on earth. That's exactly what we do, as you'll see when you visit AmericaOutloud.news. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Today's high-stress, on-the-go lifestyle makes it hard to stay heart-healthy. Lifestyle changes like exercise and diet are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support three aspects of heart health, cholesterol, blood pressure, and triglycerides, with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill, it's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients. You would need to take 13 pills to get the same amount of nutrients in each gel pack. And these great-tasting gels come in a small packet. Tear off the top, shoot it down, or mix it in water. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Andrew, there's just so much to talk about. And I'm just looking at the notes that we've been exchanging by text. And as we said before, during the course of the day, he and I, we are communicating backwards and forward, sharing different news articles, things that we didn't see. Hey, did you see this? Let's talk about this. And one of the things that I saw that I want to talk about is Biden in Virginia and saying that McAuliffe, Scott McAuliffe, is it Scott McAuliffe, who was the, uh, the governor, former governor, is still the governor of Virginia. Now, that's election denial. So when they do it, it's okay. But when the right does it, oh, they're going to bring out all these lawsuits, election deniers, and this is not right. We're going to impeach and we're going to do that. But Glenn Youngkin is the governor of Virginia. And Andrew, I got to say, we spoke about this once before. Before the midterm election in 2022, there was talk that Glenn Youngkin was going to run for the president. Of, uh, the, in the Republican Party, just like uh, Ron DeSantis. There was all this talk like, oh my God. And again, I've got to bring these guys back up. Uh, the <laughs> Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show 
uh, they were talking Lynn Youngkin up and saying, yeah, he could do it. Can you imagine he and Ron DeSantis? And I know, I mean, I know a lot of people, they, they liked Trump and they were disappointed that he didn't win. And they felt that it was time for the party to pivot. But the party, the supporters of the party, true Republicans, weren't done with Trump. And they still aren't done with Trump. And I think that if we all coalesce behind him and stop vacillating, going backwards and forward, I think that without a doubt, no matter what the Democrats tried to pull, we would win. Because if he's if Trump, if Trump is able to run the table and win in every state, which is what I'm hoping, no matter how they tried to cheat, he would become the president. But as I was saying about Glenn Youngkin, I mean, he was like the future face of the party, and everyone was saying, oh, he's going to get there, and Trump, and the only thing they would, they would have to say to Trump is that, yeah, but Joe Biden beat you, Joe Biden beat you. I heard that so much from a lot of young people on talk radio. I'm thinking, are they serious about this? It's time to move away from Trump, because Trump, you know, we talk about Joe Biden, he's old, but Trump is old also, and I'm like, are you serious? I'd rather have someone who's older more mature and seasoned than someone who's young and inexperienced and learning on the job. And you know, you, and you hear this all the time. Yeah, but we got young people and they want to do something young and they want to do this, they want to do that. Yeah, but the young people that are out there now, half of them don't even know how to tie their shoes on or how to wipe their butts. So this push to get all these young people when we need to teach them and instruct them, I mean, it's, it's time to wake up. So yeah, so Joe was going to confuse. He, well, he didn't even confuse it. I think he was. For I, I, I think it was deliberate. And if he was trying to play a joke, it didn't go over well at all. But this is where we are, and not only that, Andrew. On yesterday, Joe was giving a speech, and he goes, "And we need to let them know that this is what we need to let Trump know that when you mess with us and." And I mentioned it the first block, that's all he said. And I'm like, what the heck is that? Like a lot of mumbo jumbo. These are the things I feel that if the Republicans were to come together and have a game plan and stop bickering amongst themselves, we would be able to pull off a strong victory. We need to come together. I learned the other day, I was reading another article that the GOP head in Arizona was trying to bribe Carrie Lake into not running for governor. I mean, as senator. Like, how much money would it take for, you, for us to give you for you to not run for senator? Now, I don't know what that was about. Why would you try to pay off a member of your own party? See, this is all this inner bickering within the Republican Party that we need to set aside. Sadly, Rob, we we know what it's about. It's the Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney contingent of Republicans that just can't stand it that they're not relevant anymore. Yet there's some of them that are still in office, like people like Mitch McConnell, who continue to be voted in uh, just because um, once you're in, it's harder to get voted out uh, than to uh, get voted in for the first time. Right. So, um, these people, we just got to wait for them to fade away. But uh, this is what's happening, I think, with Carrie Lake. Uh, these establishment politicians, they don't like that she's associated with President Trump. 
and uh, the America First movement, uh, it makes them concerned and like they feel uh, irrelevant because their rhino talking points and policies aren't popular with the American people anymore. Paul Ryan, without a doubt, hates the fact that he's not relevant. And he's another one who's pushing Nikki Haley's candidacy. Now, she's going to get to South Carolina, and I hope they just, I hope Trump just crushes her. We thought they're going to be the same thing in New Hampshire. But remember, Andrew, I was always careful. I'm like, I don't know about that because I was so looking at those independents that were voting. But if any place she should have won, it should have been New Hampshire. Right. That was her best chance. And I don't know right. where you stand on this, Rob, but I'm so sick of the media and uh, Republicans calling per- Trump divisive, like we we're just talking about. People like Paul Ryan, who won't get on board with what the voters want, those are the ones that are divisive. Uh, they just keep trying to pump up candidates that nobody wants and uh, taking shots at the guy that people actually do want. I mean, that's very divisive. It is divisive because no one wants these candidates that they're trying to prop up. They've already said who they want, but they don't want to accept it. The party establishment, they don't want to accept it because they're looking at these are the people that we'll be able to use to do our bidding. These are the people that the industrial complex would be able to get rich on. These are the people who will look the other way when it's time for us to negotiate with China, do things with China, do business deals with China. These are the people who will allow us to bring illegal aliens here. Yeah, we're saying that we don't want them here, but that's cheap labor. Even Nikki Haley, they're saying that she was talking about some form of amnesty. See, when you don't know the candidate, when the media isn't giving you their true colors, you will think, oh, this is grand. I mean, all these people that are saying, oh, I like Nikki Haley because I think she could do this. It's like, do what? She talks a good talk. But when you start to scratch below the surface and really look at her, Trump has been vetted. I mean, through and through. There's nothing that he has done illegally. Now, think about it. When he was in office, they threw everything at him and said he was going to go to jail. But name one thing that he did that was illegal. One thing. Nothing. You see how they'll get you, they'll, they'll bring you down this rabbit hole, and then they'll keep you going? Now we look at them saying, well, he's been indicted. Like I was looking at a debate. I didn't know Adam Schiff was running for the Senate in California, Andrew. Well, he's, and he's running. And he's going up against an MB, uh, a former, I think, basketball, uh, baseball MLB player. And the guy said that you Chapman. Know, yes. He okay, said that you lost. He's a former NBA player for the Okay, Phoenix NBA Sense. player. Okay. He said that you li- you've lied to uh, the American people. And of course, Schiff is looking with his bug eyes and like, oh, no, I haven't. And if I did, I'll do it again to save democracy. No, this is in California. And he'll probably win. People will probably vote for him. And why? Look at the state of affairs in California. But they'll do it because of the hate they have for Republicans who are trying to save the country. But they don't care. They don't care at all. So to me, this is a critical, this is a very critical moment, Andrew. And I would say to anyone who's out there, stop looking at, well, Trump said this, Trump did that. You need to look at, as we said during the first block, how this is going to impact you, your family, your children, your grandchildren. Yeah, I apologize. It was former Dodgers star Steve Garvey. You were right. Steve Garvey. Okay. He's a baseball player. (laughs) Baseball player. Okay. But going against this Adam Schiff, 
It's time to wake up, folks. You see that, Andrew? That was an honest mistake that you made. The same way Trump would make an honest mistake. But the media would take it and they'll say, oh, he's losing his marbles. You know, I was listening, looking at the guy, a former Clinton aide, who was saying that he thinks that Trump has syphilis, a venereal disease. Carvel, James Carvel. I'm thinking, are you serious? Well, yeah, I think he has syphilis. I've been talking to doctors. I'm like, are you serious? How could you say something like that? But see, it doesn't matter. Democrats can say whatever they want to say. And just going back to we're talking about Trump's VP pick. I'm reading now that Joe Biden had initially wanted Gretchen Whitmer as his VP, but Barack Obama strong-armed him and said, pick Kamala Harris. Jill Biden didn't like it. Jill, she and Kamala don't get along. And thinking, wow. So there he is stuck with Kamala as his VP. That's another thing that Trump surrogates can go out and talk about. He's got to stop being afraid. He's got a VP that TKO'd him and called him a racist in front of the world. I mean, uh, that is not a good look for Joe Biden. If I were Trump's campaign, I'd play that clip over and over again about Kamala's on stage almost crying about uh, the busing program that Joe Biden was in support of and uh, some of these other things that she was attacking him on at the debate. I mean, and Andrew, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they show it over and over again? I would show that video over and over again of Kamala saying that Joe is a racist. But they won't. It's like they're timid. They're afraid. There was so much that they can be attacking the Democrats on, Joe on, and Kamala on. But they won't do it. What is Rona McDaniel doing? Now, I heard that she is telling Nikki Haley that she should step down. But there's just so much more. I look at the party, I'm thinking, you guys could really be attacking them. All these packs that you have, use the packs and say, go after them. Just go after them. What are you waiting for? I mean, we need, we need all hands on deck. I would go after these justices, these corrupt judges. But there's just so much fertile ground, Andrew, for us to attack them on. But it's like we won't do it. Trump has to do everything, and then when he starts to do it, they go, oh, I wish Trump would be quiet. I will say this, Andrew. I'm kind of glad that he's not on uh, Twitter, X, formerly known as Twitter, because if he were there, I think that it would be a different story. I think a lot of people would give people a lot of ammunition to attack him on. Now we see that they're already using Truth Social to do it, but they would definitely use Twitter. And Andrew, don't you find it interesting how they attack Trump on Twitter? They say, oh, he's doing foreign policy on Twitter. But you have every Democrat, including Joe Biden, whenever there's a change, whenever they want to do something, it's on Twitter. And no one says anything about it. Oh, Trump is on Twitter too much. Well, look at Joe Biden. But no one says anything about it. I find that so interesting, although I shouldn't, because it's always rules for thee, not for rules for thee, not for me. And if Republicans were just to wake up, we've got to become a party of fighters. And just going back to what we're talking about, his, uh, his cabinet members, Trump has got to get cabinet members that are willing to fight, that are American first. He's got to do that. We can't slip back into what we were doing previously. We need fighters. We need people who are ready to get in the trenches and fight. 
And we need people that will, we need representatives and senators that will do the exact same thing. Because this is the only way we will be able to support Trump and his agenda. Because we know that when he gets it, they're going to bring every lawsuit against him. Everything that he tries to do, they're going to bring up a lawsuit. Look at how they've dirtied the Supreme Court. They have people not trusting the Supreme Court. They already don't trust any institution, any government institution, and now the Supreme Court. And this is compliments of the Democrats, compliments of the media. And that's the reason why I have said, and I will continue to say, we need to shut down the media in its current form because it is a threat to democracy. They are very dangerous, extremely dangerous. And there's no other way of doing it. And if when Trump does get back in office, he needs to move the FBI and a lot of government agencies out of D.C. I don't know if that would take an act of Congress if they have to vote on it, but it, it has to happen. I think that we should move the FBI to Texas, uh, but we got to get it out of D.C., Andrew. We just got to get it out of D.C. Because that's the, oh, that's the only way this democracy is going to survive, because if we don't, we're going to be back at square one with the same people doing the exact same thing fighting against Trump, going against Trump's policy, leaking lies to the media. We've got to do it, Andrew. What are your thoughts? You're absolutely right. It's now or never. We've got to get President Trump in. This is the year. Um, everybody needs to come together and rally behind President Trump. He's clearly the American people's choice. Uh, I kind of figured he would be just because if you get off social media and you just go into the real world and you talk to Republicans and ask them who they're supporting, it's usually enthusiastically President Trump. Uh, to me, when you actually talk to Republicans, it's rare that you'll find someone uh, that's not a Trump supporter. Uh, you'll see them on social media, but that voice is amplified on social media a lot of times. We're all out of time tonight. Thank you all for joining us once again on After Dark with Robin Andrew which is available on America Out Loud, which you can find on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, wherever you stream, or go to americaoutloud.news. We'll see you next time. And remember, stand for something or fall for nothing. <laughs>